Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria with you and preseason coaches series almost over. Just two big names to tick off. Dean Vickerman coming up soon. Today, CJ Bruton of the Adelaide 36ers, a legend of the league and uh, a lot of excitement around his 36ers this season. So sit back, relax. Up next, CJ Bruton. Coach, what's happening, mate? You are. You're always happening, Liam. Way that you uh, you make the uh, NBL shake and tick. It's uh, awesome. Um, excited to be on the podcast and uh, looking forward to uh, our conversation ahead. Appreciate you. Thanks for the kind words and thanks for coming on. And I tell you, what a beautiful setup. Last year, you're in the car, and uh, <laughs> this is this is like a post game press conference. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like mic'd up. Got the presser, you know, in the back backdrop. Definitely uh, upgraded, right? I'm you sure upgraded. have. I feel yeah. like I should open with Coach. Um, Give us your thoughts on the game. Uh, well, what you see, what had happened was uh, <laughs> we had put in a few more plays and a few more people and staff and players that can come and compete, get down and break it down. No, no, it's all good. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, how's the family, man? It's been uh, it's been basketball finals all over the country over the last little bit. How's everyone going? Uh, it's been good. I think the the travel in and out. I think uh, the FIBA window having players playing the FIBA window, traveling you know across the globe, you know from Mitch to Sunday Dangakuth, uh, Kai Soto, um, having imports flying in. Uh, it's uh, Coaches, I got Jamie Pellman, who's assistant coach for Australia. My manager was with the Australian team. So, you know, I had a lot of moving pieces coming in and out over the last month or so. Um, uh, Nick Marshall playing in the finals for Mount Gambia and mm -hmm. the way that he played all season. It's, you know, um, yeah, it's been uh, been very busy all the way around, but no different from, from most teams. Uh, but definitely exciting time for, for basketball and for the NBL moving forward. You're always on the move. You, you're only ever in one spot for a short little time. And uh, you just got back from WA, spent the weekend in Western Australia playing against the Wildcats. What, what did you what'd you feel like you got out of those couple of hit outs? I think first just playing together. Like we ain't, you know, when you've got six guys at practice, it's not a whole lot that you can implement and put in. And you're doing a lot of teaching with guys that are new to, to your group. Uh, with the guys coming back, it's getting them up to speed. Like they ain't been in the, in the building. Uh, but a handful of days and what are you going to, what do you want to, you know, get some staple points and what, what are we about and what do you want to see to get done? Like win or lose right now, it's, it's not that type of party right now. It's competing and playing hard and you're wearing a jersey, you wear, wear it the right way, um, play for each other, play together, all the simple things and the things that most teams say. Those kind of things about what, what you want to be, what you want to, what you want to get done this season. A lot of that, I imagine, came out of the review of last season to say, here's what we did well, but here's what we want to do that we maybe didn't tick the box of this season. When, when you and Jamie, Grant, when you all sat down and reviewed last season, what did you come away with? Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that didn't go the way it's, that you thought it would go. Um, but it's making sure that you have the... First, you need to have depth in this competition. If you don't have depth, it's kind of you're going to struggle because from COVID to injuries, uh, when you're missing uh, a major piece of your puzzle, uh, that next guy stepping up is, you know, there was a, it was a drop-off. When I say a drop-off, like 
I believe in everyone on my roster. I didn't sign them all, but I believe in everyone on this team. And I thought that we would compete and be in a top, you know, in that position to be hovering for a top four spot. But, you know, some of those injuries and the way that we played didn't allow for us to get to that that spot. So uh, first you need depth. Uh, then it's breaking down to the, the, the level of players that you need. Um, what position? I think uh, we had a few guys that played the same position. And while I was playing them out of position, it was trying to make it work best best out of a situation and and utilize everyone's talent and, and let them play to their, their skill set as well. So uh, recruiting-wise, you got to recruit the right people that uh, can fill those holes um, and, and have attributes that will help your team be successful. Well, you did that big time. Over the offseason, you recruited your ass off when a free agency hit uh, and you just made a massive splash. Bang, bang, Cleveland and Franks. And I've been talking about how you, as a as a club, the 36ers, the, the import signings, I haven't all hit the mark. And it's very hard to always hit the mark mm. with these kind of signings, but there a few years in a row where they maybe didn't land. And it looked to me like you guys went in with a mentality of let's get a couple of guys who have proven they can do it in the NBL, that their game transfers and they get it done. Was was that the mentality? And were those two guys the top targets on your list? Uh, definitely. I think, um, yes, I'm, yes, they were the, the top targets on, on my list. And knowing that they have experience in our competition, they have international experience, uh, and they're both good guys, right? One was first team all defense, one was first team uh, all NBL. So they, they already got runs on the board. And while not both teams were successful at their highest level, but I think that, they all brought uh, great energy to their team. Um, they were confident in their own skill set and able to showcase that every single night that they touched the floor. And they represented their clubs the right way. Uh, I think um, and bringing them in here and where we sit of not making the playoffs and having uh, someone with that experience um, that can help us in those spaces that we also needed help in those spaces. Um, and we needed depth in those spaces as well. And I think that both of them added that to us, which helped us put us, I, I thought, at least a little bit higher than where we finish. Mate, what, what, you got, what's your secret sauce in recruiting? Like, that's the Midas touch, mate. You just got in and just got done exactly what you wanted straight away. Uh, I had a lot of help. Like, I, I guess anytime you recruit and, um, you know, you need people in your corner that can, uh, one, you need to know the player and the person and you got to do your homework. And I had a few people in my corner that, could help me understand each player, not just from what they did in their own clubs, but then like recruiting wise, again, I'm new at this uh, and being in this space, like, you know, we had Jeff Van Gronigan as our basketball GM here in past year and with him stepping away, it's like, you know, ticking the boxes, how do you go about it? You know, recruiting wise, you know, when you talk about a fresh face coming into it, like, yes, eyes wide open, I don't want to get, I want to spoil, but I also want to have a team that compete. And you need, you need to make sure you have enough on both sides. You know, you need to have a balance with your budget to make it all work. So plan, taking that hat off and take your coach's hat off and put this <laughs> hat on and then take that off and then work with my CEO, in, in Nick Lobato and, um, and then with GK and, you know, then GK, here's where we're at. Um, here's my thought process. Here's how they help us. This is some of the things that, you know, I see them helping us in straight away. Here's a long-term goal for that. Um, and then here's the pieces that we can add around that that can help us really be good. Um, clearly, you've still got to land the other pieces, but I think we're on the, that can help fast-track what we have. And then their skill sets, as I was saying earlier, like when you think of the 36ers in the past and their 
their prime when they were winning championships. And you know, you had your your Brett Mars and you've got your you know your, your John Reallys. Uh, then you've got you know Darnell Me and Kevin Brooks. And I, you know, when I look at the guys, like you got a defensive player, you got an offensive player, and together and their synergy and their chemistry with one another to with their teammates and how they represented the city of uh, Adelaide. Um, it was it was amazing, and I thought you know they tick a, quite a few boxes in that space, and um, it was a good start. Well, let's talk about some of those other pieces that you're alluding to there on on this NBL 23 Adelaide team. What one guy that we're all fascinated to watch right now and a C step into the season is Craig Randall, mm. because the numbers in the G League were unbelievable. And, uh, you know, he's he's going to be a really key piece for you guys in terms of ticking the scoreboard over. Firstly, let's, let's start a little bit on his his journey. Mm. It's pretty remarkable, the, the steps he's taken to get to this point. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, the fight's real. I think um, from COVID, from school, from finishing up college to not having that chance to touch the floor with COVID happening, um, you've seen a few players um, strike gold with a sense of traveling and trying out for different teams and having a chance to play. And for him, it sounded similar with, you know, you don't make this G League team, you travel, you travel and try it for another team, you get cut, um, you know, it's now what? Uh, you grind with your brother, uh, spending time in the offseason in the gym, keep working on your game, believing in yourself, uh, get an opportunity with Adam Caporn and, you know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets G League team and to watch, um, you know, the guys come in and, and play and, you know, people already ahead of you, you're just happy to be there. Uh, by the end of the year or middle of the season, he's now there starting PG and and, and the, the keys are in his hand and he's controlling the ship and, um, you know, he did an amazing job and with the guys that they had and having an Australian play with Don Maker on his squad and others, you know, was, and Adam Capon at the helm, it was, um, you know, they did what they did. Last season in, in that spot, alongside Mitch, you had Dusty, who could who we, we know can shoot. He didn't really get going in the NBL. And part of the thing was like, he seemed like he was a little hesitant to let it go sometimes. And you were like, Dusty, you, we got you here to shoot that thing. I don't think you're going to have that problem with Craig Randall. <laughs> this, no, this I, I don't think so either. Um, no. How do you find that sweet spot with him in terms of shot selection? Yeah, that's... um. That's me and him working together and our staff. It's not, that's not just me. That's um, everyone working with him of here's what's a good shot. You know, there's a time and a place to take those type of shots. We've had players, as you know, John Reilly, Shane Hill. I can go down a list of great NBL players that, you know, there's a time to take over a game. There's a time to to let it run through, let, let the ball move. Uh, you're going to get it back a second time. People are going to try and get under your skin. They want to find out what makes you tick, you know, try and put you on an island and hopefully you can, are you going to stand up? Are you going to take this? Or are you going to go out there and spray it and either in your on or you're off and see if they can get in your head? So there's a lot of those little talks that we've already had and um, for where his journey is right now and where we want him to get to, to help us, but where he is in game or where he also wants to get to, there's a lot of little things in between that uh, we will play a big part of um, my staff and the 36ers of helping him on his journey as well as he helping us. Mate, you talked about John really. And Shane Hill there. The, the name you didn't mention is CJ Bruton. Because I'm telling you, and there's no, there are very few better over the course of NBL history of exactly that, knowing when to let that thing move and knowing when it's time, it's time. 
it's time to go. It's time to make plays. I can remember, especially later in your career in New Zealand, I can remember going along, um, living with Tommy Greer, going to the cage, watching New Zealand come in and play the Melbourne Tigers. And I'll just, and it would be midway through the fourth quarter and you'd be maybe down seven. And I would turn to my wife. I said, babe, New Zealand's winning this game. And she's like, what? I was like, CJ's ready to go. And she look at the thing and you have maybe four or five points and you've got like six or seven assists. And I'm like, yeah, what? You just wait for it. <laughs> you, you, you just always had that sense of like, when was the right moment? I think it, over time, you, it's one of those things. It's hard as a PG. Like, you know, you need to find that balance. Like there's a scoring point guards today and they think, you know, I score first and the numbers don't lie. I'm, I should be one of the greatest. It's, it's not about that. It's the wins, you know, how many wins did you have? Your teammates feel the same energy when you win, then you got your numbers and you walk away with, you know, I feel a little bit happy. I scored Paul and, you know, the ball, scoreboard ticked over a little bit, but, you know, when you lose, it's it's a different feeling for everybody, uh, for the staff, the fans, everybody. So finding that balance of when to take the right shot, how to keep everyone honest. When you got guys like Kirk Penny and Jason Smith, Ebi Arar and, Sam McKinnon, and I can go on and on about the guys that I play with. It's you got to share the sugar and make them all feel just as good. And, you know, you all have your moment. There's a time where it works and a time it doesn't. There's a time where you go too early and I think I'm going to light him up early and then, you know, I'll take a back seat and I'm not lighting him up and he's lighting me up. And at the other end, I'm not running the team and we're already in a hole and scratching your head like, how do I get out of this gym? My bad, fellas. Like, there's only so many my bads the team wants to hear before, you know, can you do it or you can't do it? So no. harnessing that and being able to learn from your mistakes early and find the temperament of the team and find that pulse is key. And I like to think that I'll be able to help him in that space uh, in Randall. And uh, but I think that you know his skill set, you know the shiftiness and his ability to create and make plays not only for himself but for his teammates will be big for us. For sure, for sure. And I especially feel like he's going to be big, and we'll talk about that in a little bit in the States in a couple of weeks in that regard. Um, but you're talking there about, about winning and about winning being the important thing. You know who only cares about winning is Mitch McCarron. Doesn't care about anything else apart from winning ball games. And then he's trying to find, and we, he and I chatted about this on, on this show a little while back about finding the best way he can help to make that happen, being a little bit more aggressive this season. What do, what do you want to see out of Macca this season? Well, I just want him to be him. I think uh, anytime you recruit someone or someone's here, it's here's his skill set. This is what he's really good at. Like last year, I tried to push the envelope a little bit with him of, I need you to score the ball more. You know, either try and be Nathan Sobey today. I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, like Lisa, I can see as we keep building for the future of what it is I need to put around you. Who do I need to put around you? Right. What, sort of, what sort of person that can be the Batman or Robin or, or whatever, the super friends, you know? So it's... Um, but watching him, um, the way he, from his time in Melbourne to him playing for Australia, the energy that he, uh, and just his his leadership, I guess, um, that Sean, uh, and he is who he is. Like, I don't have to ask him to do any more than what he's been doing. Again, I, I can shorten it. I can sharpen it uh, by telling him certain things, which he's really good with and taking feedback and understanding where he's at. Um asking questions and even giving, hey, I like this here. And this is where being a guard and being able to work with all my coaches, it's like, okay, you've got, I'll put the keys in your hand. You've got it, drive it. Let's keep us on the road and get us to our destination. 
<laughs> nice, nice. Um, hey, watching the games on the weekend, no robo. So it was a whole lot of burn for Kai Soto. And um, uh, it was fun to watch. And it's always fun to watch when he's out there. What I guess the same question about him as what I asked for Maka. What, what do you want to see from Kai early doors and then over the course of the season as a whole? Mm, well, just keeping him healthy. Like, as you know, like last year he came in and I was telling you that, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, if I can get there, that's, that's a good thing. I think we... We got him around 15, and I think I told him 15, and we were on that mark. And that was games he didn't play, but if you talk about the course of the season, his momentum, the the way that he played, it just he kept going on that trajectory, which was what we wanted to see. And obviously into the draft, and he's come out of that on the, on the other side, and now it's about staying healthy again. And so when you've had injuries already, like uh, you know, I, I get it from the fans, and they want to see him play 25 minutes. I'm not seven three, and you don't have the you haven't dealt with what he's had to deal with, and it's just managing his body, making sure that he can compete every day at a high level when he does go. Um, we're in it to win it, so I've put it on him of the professionalism, uh, delivering in this space um, for him to want to achieve his goals and dreams. He's going to have to uh, again come to the party. It's not all about Kai Soto doing what Kai Soto wants to do. This is about what's best for the team and how you help the team be successful, but you play in the right way and giving your chance to, to do what and show the world what Kai Soto really can do um, and playing a bigger role. I think, I think he wants that. Um, he said that in, in the off season, um, you know, I want you to believe in me coach, but as you know, um, for me to believe in him and you got to show your teammates, you got to show that on the floor every single day you know, for me to gift you something that you haven't earned throughout the week and to play you in a game. It's just something that for every player, young player or player that's playing in our competition or, and every coaches wants to see that every single day that they deliver in that space so that you can reward them the right way. Is, is, is the work there? Like I spoke recently about, he needs to get stronger, right? And you, you, he does that by getting older for yep. sure, but also by putting in the time and the effort and the work in the weight room on the day to day. And even if that means you're sore and you're struggling through it, you're yep. getting that done. And then also I spoke about the need for him to kind of get quicker laterally those pick and roll coverages so that you can do different things without him there is he putting in that time to get better in those spaces well we haven't we haven't spent a whole lot of time together you know so since he's been here he, he touched down he's done his physical we got on the floor a couple of days he was off to the philippines he comes mm -hmm. back and he's already had an injury and it's like we got to manage that we've got to get through the games in perth and so you don't want to overcommit and play him too much but you know i need to get a sample size of where you're at um, I need you to show me what you're capable of. I had him come off the bench. I had him start. Um, but obviously the game's coming up and we, you know, they're going to come quick and fast, as mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. how much can you retain? Um, what the effort and the energy comes out. Um, my staff is bigger uh, from not just me and Pelman. Um, having full-time staff this year, which is great, uh, from physio to strength strength and conditioning to adding another system with Mick Downer and mm -hmm. even even having a, a, a DP coach in Michael Lake, like adding to my staff, which means that I have more coaches that can help make sure that we get the work into each mm -hmm. individual player and we're able to compete at a high level. Nice, nice. Well, you're going to be competing at a very high level in a couple of weeks because <laughs> you're going over for those NBL, NBA games, which is awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm so happy that you guys signed on and you're going to be doing that and you're going to be having that experience. Uh, how are you feeling about that Phoenix and OKC around the corner? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to one, represent the NBL on the 36ers. Um, excited to go and 
see where our, where our team sits when you're I think uh, playing in the, the blitz and playing preseason games is always good and everyone's eyes will be on those games. Uh, where are you at? What are you doing? They're studying us from afar. And we get to set a, a tone before we come back after playing a few preseason games in Darwin uh, to come in, come in and play a couple of teams that are guys are fighting for jobs. Um, guys are hungry to make their mark. And again, some some Australian players that formerly represented the NBL and, mm-hmm. and just show that, hey, we got some young kids in Australia that you guys need to keep an eye on more so than just those guys that are there. Yeah, the matchups are cool because Jock, also Tory Craig, as you, you worked with in Brisbane, in Phoenix, and then um, Josh and, of course, Usman Jiang as well yep. in AC. And we, I was talking, we, I alluded to it before with Randall. I feel like having watched, and you were there in 2017 when you guys played Phoenix and down 25 in the first quarter and won the next three quarters. You've had that experience. I feel like in those NBL, NBA games, one of the things you got to have is a guy who can create off the bounce and score at a high level yeah. late in the shot clock. Because if you, um, and there's games where, you know, Jerome Randall's had success in that situation, Corey Webster, Casper Ware in that game when they nearly beat OKC. And I, that's why I feel Craig Randall's going to be big for you in that situation in those games. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, his skill set will allow for him to, to do that and create for others and himself. Um, I think I've got more than one piece that can do that, but he is a piece that, Again, I felt that this this club missed and needed, uh, and you see it on every other club. And those guys that you just mentioned uh, had done it at a very high level in our competition, which makes them stand out like so far above the rest that you're like, wow, we need one of those guys. Well, um, on sitting on hands and doing the homework and diving deeper, uh, I think we we landed one that we're we're happy with, and and he's happy with us. And uh, so far, and we just keep growing together. Nice. Perth fans are saying, well, Bryce Cotton, what he did against the Denver Nuggets. I forgot. I forgot him. <laughs> um, all right, man, to finish off, uh, there's a lot of expectations around the 36ers coming into this season. You recruit well. Everyone's excited about your second year and what you guys are going to be able to do. But forgetting my and all the other external expectations, what, what are your expectations of your team this season? Grow. I think like I can pinpoint say championships and all that sort of stuff and where we fit. I want to see growth from every day that we step on the floor, that we're growing in the right direction. Can you bounce back? As you know, you're going to take some licks and you're going to take some knocks and from the press to how do you bounce back? Do we have the mentality to be able to bounce back? Are we strong enough to be able to take a punch and then give a punch back the very next, next quarter, next play, next half to next game. Um, just the consistency. I mean, it's as you said for me, it's a word, right? But consistency, seeing it every day, reminding players to not drop their head. And we have good days and bad days. You wake up, you're sore one day, you're, you're feeling great and you miss everything. Next day, you're feeling sore and you went through it and you're thinking that it was a bad day, but you helped your team win. And ultimately, it comes down to just playing your role, you know, helping your team. And as your role may evolve, some will decrease, some will, some will get a, a bigger role as you, the season goes on. But it's understand that we're all doing it to help the Adelaide 36ers become one of the best teams in the league again. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congrats, congrats 
on everything you've achieved over the off season and good luck with that. Good luck with achieving that growth over the course of the season. And shout out to your media man, Dale Fletcher, because <laughs> with the sponsor board, that was the best preseason press conference, I think, in a long time. So good to chat to you, man, and, um, and, and all the best for the season ahead. Likewise, look forward to catching up during the season and at the Blitz, but uh, take care and uh, wish everyone the best. Cheers, man. Thanks, man.